Thank you for joining us as we bring you this worship service of 7th Avenue Presbyterian Church. If you would like a candle or a Bible, I invite you to pause this recording and go and get those, and then return. Our readings this morning are from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 22, and from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. Our preacher this morning is Pastor Gaines, and his sermon title is Hearing in Our Own Language. Speaking of Jeff, today is his last Sunday as our pastor. We will be having a Zoom social hour at 11 a.m. this morning, and we invite you to attend. During that time, we will also have a brief congregational meeting. The reason for this meeting is that in the Presbyterian Church, the congregation calls its pastors by a vote of the congregation. Likewise, when the pastoral relationship comes to an end, as in the case of Jeff retiring from active ministry, the congregation must vote again to end or dissolve this relationship. This is important in both allowing Jeff to receive his pension and for us to move forward as a parish community. Our plan is for Jeff to return for a final liturgy and celebration when we can safely gather together. For our complete announcements, we invite you to click the hyperlink in the email. And now, in preparation to worship, you are invited to quiet yourself, becoming still, as you prepare to worship God. Yeah. 
We gather together in the spirit of the one who unites us. Holy Spirit, come to us. We gather together in the spirit of the one who teaches us. Holy Spirit, come to us. Kindle in us the fire of your love. Holy Spirit, come to us. Holy Spirit, come to us. We gather together in the spirit of the one who counsels us. Holy Spirit, come to Send down the fire of your spirit as you come and pray in us. Holy Spirit, come to us. Kindle in us the fire of your love. Holy Spirit, come to us. Holy Spirit, come to us. Let us worship God in spirit and in truth. Holy Spirit, Let us pray a litany of Pentecost. Holy Spirit, known as Creator, in the beginning you moved over the waters. From your breath all creation drew life. Without you, life turns to dust. Come, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, known as Counselor, by your inspiration the prophets spoke and acted in faith. You clothe them in power to be bearers of your word. Come. Come. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, known as power, you came as fire to Jesus' disciples. You gave them voice before the rulers of this world. Come, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, known as sanctifier, you created us children of God. You make us the living temple of your presence. You intercede within us with sighs too deep for words. Come, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, known as the giver of life, you guide and make holy the church you create. For the spirit of wisdom and understanding, for the spirit of counsel and might, for the spirit of knowledge and insight, we pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Send your spirit into our lives with the power of a mighty wind, Open the horizons of our minds, now, this moment. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Amen. Our first reading is from the Gospel of St. John, the 20th chapter, beginning with verse 19. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. O God of Holy Spirit, send your Spirit this day upon both the reading and hearing of these ancient words, that our minds may be opened and our souls nourished by the presence of the Comforter. We make this prayer in the name of the one we know as the Christ. 
Amen. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the religious leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, Jesus showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw their rabbi. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As God has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. of the Apostles, chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. Listen for the word of God. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a sound came from heaven like the rush of a mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributed and resting on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem devout women and men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound the multitude came together, 
and they were bewildered because each one heard them speaking in their own language. And they were amazed and wondered, saying, Are not all of these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear, each of us in our own native language, Parthians and Medes, Emilites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judah and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And they were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. Here ends the second lesson. On that morning, something unheard of happened. The spirit descended like a strong driving wind, and it appeared to rest, literally like tongues of fire, upon each of the apostles. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit, enabling them to speak in languages other than their own. Pentecost, the day the church came into being, the day we remember that Jesus' promise came true, that the Advocate, the very Spirit of God, will come to us and will teach us truth, entrusting us then to speak truth, empowering us to live it, enabling us to hear what Spirit would say to us in our own language. What's this mean, hearing in our own language? For me, this is what discernment is all about being attentive to the whisperings and nudgings of spirit. When have you heard through that inner interior voice that yes, that yes for you to make a decision, to change a direction, to speak a word of love or comfort or even confrontation? On this Pentecost, my final day as your pastor, I'm aware of our 30 years of ministry together, of visioning and dreaming, of seeking and reaching goals, of breaking bread and sharing cup, of being in silence, listening to God and to one another. I'm aware of countless conversations and laughter and tears, of homecomings and meetings and liturgies and retreats, of social hours and work days, of setting up liturgical environments and planning and leading those services. I remember baptisms of adults and infants and whole families together, of conversations with our children, of marriages, of commissionings, of meals and annual meetings and memorial services. In and through all these, spirit, has been at work among us. This is the promise of Pentecost, of hearing in our own language, and to do the work of the one who went before us and is with us even now. It was Spirit, nudging her way through the voice of Howard Rice to begin a conversation in the fall of 1991 with the Pastoral Search Committee of a small progressive congregation located in the inner sunset of San Francisco on 7th Avenue, 
I knew nothing about you at that time. The call, the prompting of the Spirit, made absolutely no sense on so many levels, especially the financial one. Leaving a full-time position in Monterey, where I was loved and where I loved being with the people, to leave that for a 40% of half-time shared position? What? But there was something deeper than logic, something beyond the practical, that kept me listening and being engaged with the conversations with the committee. Spirit longed for us to be joined together these past three decades. And as Rick Kirchhoff puts it, when God sends forth the Spirit, amazing things happen. Barriers are broken. Communities are formed. Opposites are reconciled. Unity is established. When God sends forth the Spirit, amazing things happen. Addiction is broken. Cities are renewed. Races are reconciled. Hope is established. People are blessed. And church happens. What happened that morning in Jerusalem 50 days after that first Easter? We don't really know. What we do know is that something happened. What we do know is that the disciples had an experience of the power of the Spirit flooding their beings, their bodies, their very selves in a way they had never before experienced. When have you had such an encounter? Something you couldn't explain or that seemed beyond logic or reason? This is what it's been like for me to be your pastor these past three decades. When God sends forth the Spirit, literally fastening itself upon us, like it did to those early believers in Jerusalem, we are never quite the same again. This has been true for me of our more than 10,000 days together. Yes, I did some calculations. Over 10,000 days. Wow! As we read from the book of Acts, Jerusalem was full of foreigners that day. There was a roll call of countries of sorts. Parthians, Medes, Amalites, Mesopotamians, people from Judah, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygians and Pamphylians, Egyptians, Liberians, folks from Cyrene, Rome, Crete, and Arabia. Luke, who authored the Acts of the Apostles, has people from every region of the then-known world. People were in the holy city of Jerusalem for the Feast of Weeks, the festival of the barley shafts, seven weeks after Passover, which happened to be the 50th day following the resurrection, thus Pentecost. But on that 50th day, something remarkable happened. On that 50th day, God poured Holy Spirit upon those gathered. God poured Holy Spirit in such a new way that it fulfilled what the prophet Joel had prophesied, which Peter later proclaimed in a sermon. I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. On my men servants and my maid servants in those days, I will pour out my Spirit. God poured out Holy Spirit, and those who could hear 
did, and others couldn't. There are always those who cannot hear. They protested. They are filled with new wine, they said. The mockers had mistaken the apostles' elation for intoxication. They thought them drunk, but you know they were. They were so filled with elation, they were intoxicated. The power of God's Spirit flooded their beings in such a way as they had never before experienced. These past 29 plus years with you have been an intoxication for me. For together we have attended to spirit to listen in our own language. And out of this, there is community. Out of this, there's been life. I remember when we did a mission study after our first decade together, and usually mission studies are done when a pastoral change or a new ministry is emerging, as we did, as you did, when we called Jenna to be the associate pastor, and as you will do again following my leave-taking. But we did one back then because we were in such a place of health and strength. We were willing to challenge ourselves to listen to what Spirit had to say to us. Out of that came new directions for ministry, and out of that came our mission statement, which the Council reaffirms almost annually, saying this is who we are and this is who we long to be and fully become. This is clearly the work of the Spirit. When I first opened the email, reading that the committee had reached a unanimous decision, a consensus, I thought, are you kidding? Really? I knew who was at the table, wordsmith and teachers and authors, and I thought, wow. Then I read their work, and I knew, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, I felt a shimmering through my entire being that, yes, this was the work of the Spirit of God, and it was indeed then, and it continues to be so now. For the mission of 7th Avenue Presbyterian Church is to listen for God's word for us today, to model the radically inclusive welcome of God, to tend the holy in ourselves, one another, and creation, and to be the Christ in the world. The Spirit was saying to us, yes. It said it to those who authored this, and it continues to say it to those of us who cross the threshold on 7th Avenue. Saying yes is what is given to us. It's empowering and freeing. For you see, my friends, the Spirit of God is at work in our world. God is still speaking. And yes, this is a UCC slogan, but it's true. God is still speaking, reminding us that Spirit is present that Spirit is here among you, that Spirit will enable you to listen and hear in your own language as you discern what the future of this beloved 7th Avenue community will be. It'll be reconciling opposites, breathing new life into the world, breaking down walls and barriers that divide, establishing unity in the midst of diversity. As we say every time that we gather at the table, come, come not because you must, come simply because you may, for our unity is not found in our conformity, but in our diversity. For you see, 
When we open ourselves to the Spirit of God, minds that are closed slowly open and hearts that are clenched begin to soften. For the work of the Spirit is your work, your work together, my friends, as you dream dreams, as you attend to visions, as you seek to be the presence of Christ here in San Francisco. For the absolute delight of being your pastor these past three decades, my heart is full to overflowing, my spirit is humbled, and my being is filled with gratitude. So on this Pentecost Sunday, it is fitting that we bow to one another out of reverence for our days and years and months and decades together, knowing that we'll always be connected through the Spirit by our ministries and our lives shared. For the Spirit has worked her way in, through, and among us. This is the miracle of Pentecost, and for this, all I can say is thank you. Amen. We believe in God, who speaks in languages known in heaven and on earth. We believe in God, who in love created us to love one another. We believe in God, who through the Holy Spirit empowers us to do the work of transformation. This we believe. Amen.
Let us pray. Loving God, at the beginning of creation, you said yes. Yes to life. Yes to creation. Yes to us. And then you came to us through your yes in the one that we know as the Christ. The Christ who taught us how to love. Who companions us now by presence of the Spirit. In both our sorrows and our joys, our sufferings and our accomplishments. The Christ who helps us to listen to that deep presence of spirit, your spirit, that lives within us as we seek to be you in the world. And so we pray now for our world and peace around this planet. Give us the view from the heavens where we might see one planet, one globe, one people, instead of those invisible barriers that we call borders. May our vision expand to embrace all of the human family and all of creation as ours to tend and care for and steward. We pray this day for those suffering in our community and our nation and around the world with COVID-19. And we pray for those offering compassion and presence to them. For those working on discovering a vaccine Give them wisdom and direct their skill, O oh God. We pray for those in the wake of the recent cyclones 
hitting India, Bangladesh, and Australia. And we pray for protection and safety as they start to put their lives together, especially during these difficult days of pandemic. Give us, we pray, expansive and generous hearts as we seek, as we seek to be your presence in the world. And now in silence, we voice our prayers for our world. God, in your grace, you hear our prayers. As we have prayed for our world, we now pray for those close to us. As we remember this day, those on our prayer concerns and prayer circle, asking that your spirit would touch each person as they need. Be with those seeking new jobs. Be with those who have been laid off or furloughed by their jobs. Be with those who are parenting their parents. Be with those who are suffering with memory loss and dementia and Alzheimer's. Give them clarity. Be with those living with life-threatening illnesses, with HIV and AIDS and cancers. With gratitude, we pray for those who have graduated, completing years of work, for those anticipating new life, for those celebrating accomplishments and anniversaries and birthdays. And so now in silence, we voice those concerns that we are holding deep within today. God, in your grace, you hear our prayers. And now, O oh God, we release these prayers to your divine care, praying the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our God, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
This is the day the church came into being. This is the day we remember the laughter and tears, homecomings and retreats, social hours and work days, baptisms, marriages and memorials, meals and annual meetings. This is the day we are called to attend to the Spirit once more as we continue to do our work of being the Christ in the world. So my friends, life is short, and we do not have much time to gladden the hearts of those who travel the way with us. Be swift then to love, make haste to be kind, and may the blessings of God the Creator, Christ the Son and the Holy Spirit, be upon you and remain with you from this day forth and forevermore. Amen. Go in peace.
Thank you.